Hello and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bryant the Boom Corrigan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo. Hello. And Brendan the Producer Pika. Heyo. Welcome in for another comparison episode. Last time it was mm-hmm. summer, com- summer comparisons. This time it is the 4th of July comparisons. I'm excited for this one. You know, I, I really enjoy our uh, comparison episodes. Hopefully you guys oh, do as well. No, just me. Oh, oh, we're waiting for a response. OK, I thought that was a, a question to the audience. Uh, <laughs> do you I don't guys hear as like... much from them right now? Yep. We yep. got we, got... <laughs> we well, you can't hear them in your head. I, know. I always hear got that. <laughs> we got a little we got a little buy or sell as well. We Ooh, wanna, little buy and sell. Going. I am into it very much. Quick questions. Yeah. Man, yeah, Should I think we, we can just jump right into it. Uh you know, Andrew, I will I will let you take the yeah. lead on the whole buy or sell. This one is your mama jama. Let's break it down. Some some pretty quick ones here. Got three of them. Should be pretty quick. First one buy or sell. Stephon Diggs should be the first wide receiver drafted. If you were to draft right now, you buying or sell? Yeah, I'm going to go hard sell. You know, he had one really good year. He wasn't the number one overall last year, was he? No, it it went Adams uh, and then Tyreek by 0.3 points and then Diggs. Yeah, so I mean, even in his best season ever, he (laughs) couldn't do that. So... I would still take Devontae Adams amongst the Rodgers controversy. Mm. I would still take Tyreek Hill. I would still take DeAndre Hopkins ahead of Mr. Stephon Diggs. So I am I'm selling very hard. You know, I want people who have done it before. I want people Mm -hmm. with consistency. Uh, And that's not Stephon Diggs. He had one amazing season. So nice. Well done. But (sighs) I want to see it again before I draft you as the first wide receiver overall. Diggs or Ridley? Oh, that, that one hurts. I I'll go Diggs, even though I can't stand okay. Stefan Diggs. Got it. Got it. Uh just to be different, I might go with a buy here. Oh, you don't mean. I think I'm gonna buy. I with the whole Aaron Rodgers controversy. To me, it's looking like Jordan Love is gonna be the starter week one. And I don't know what that looks like for Devontae Adams. I mean, you know that he's going to have less yards and less touchdowns. There's no way, even with Aaron Rodgers, that Adams is going to keep up with an 18-touchdown season like he did last season. The 1,300 yards is very plausible, but Stephon Diggs had 1,500 and eight touchdowns. The big difference between Adams and Diggs were the touchdowns. Adams had 10 more. I don't think Adams is going to have 10 more than Diggs. I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to have 15 like he did last season, which means all of those three are very similar in my rankings. Now, on a different day, if you ask me, I'll probably say Hill is number one or Adams is number one. But right now, I, I could make a case for Diggs. He's on a team where you know they're going to throw the ball because you're not going to hand the ball off to Zach Moss. He's not a threat. Stephon Diggs is a very, very talented wide receiver, even if you like him or not. He led the league in targets last season. He was, I think, yeah, first in receptions. He was 
first in yards. He just didn't get the touchdowns. Now, when I say he didn't get the touchdowns, he got eight, which is still very good. There was just other players that just got a stupid amount, like Devonta Adams with 18. So I think that's going to... Adams is going to fall back on touchdowns. I think Hill is going to fall back on touchdowns, and I think it's a pretty even playing field. I'm going to go with a guy who I, I know is going to get a ridiculous amount of targets, receptions, and yards. That's Stephon Diggs. So I'm buying there. Second question. There will be, buy or sell, there will be a running back that gets 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving this season. Are you buying or selling? I'm buying it. You know, I can see Christian McCaffrey doing that, assuming health. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if Saquon Barkley's healthy, I wouldn't quite rule Mm -hmm. it out for him either. So I'm in. You know, that's one that I don't really even think is that outlandish, especially in a 17-game season. Got it. So let's say if I change the question to besides McCaffrey, would you still buy? Ooh, besides McCaffrey. You know, that's an interesting one. I'm going to say no. So I'd be Ooh, selling okay. outside of Christian McCaffrey. Got it. Okay. I would probably say buy. Buy. I think the person to do it. Dalvin Cook. As weird as it is, Elvin Kamara. Post Drew Brees. It's a little, without Drew Brees, if uh, I can see more check down passes, I don't know, with, with the, the, the lack of confidence in quarterbacks, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Elvin Kamara is going to get 1,000 yards rushing. He was very close last season with 932, but I think he's going to easily reach over 1,000. And he's the only running back besides McCaffrey in recent years that has gotten even close to 1,000 yards receiving. He had 756 last year, which is very good. You got an additional game. I think Elvin Kamara does have a chance. I really do. I think that you brought up Delvin Cook. I think Delvin Cook is still going to finish higher uh, in in the leaderboard above Delvin or above Elvin Kamara. I think Cook is going to finish as a better running back in terms of fantasy, just based on the rushing yards he's going to get. But Elvin Kamara, I can see thousand rushing, thousand receiving. I guess a bit of a hot take, but last question. Okay. Oh no, you. I do want to say about Alvin Kamara. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he can't. He is. I I can. I would not be blown away if he accomplishes that. He is a different type player. So I do want to say I do not think you're outlandish in that. Yeah, it's it is just a big question mark on how the offense is going to work. Is is really um, what it comes down to. So final buy or sell before we get into our comparisons. Buy or sell. There will be a team that will have two receivers in the top 10 this season. Buy or sell, and if you buy, who are they? Oh, man. You know, that is a tricky one. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm going a hard sell. In Ooh. top 10, I, I just I cannot picture a team that's going to be pass-happy enough uh, and talented enough at the wide receiver position. So, yeah, I... You know, I think the, the easiest one to kind of say would be Seattle, but I yep. just don't think they're going to be as effective this year. The Bengals, you know, they're not nearly mature enough quarterback or wide receiver wise to get that done. Uh, Green Bay only has Adams, you know, Tyreek Hill, you know, Travis Kelsey could be, 
but he's a tight mm-hmm. end. He so tight you know, that end, yeah. doesn't count. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm out hard sell. Yeah, it, it's tough. So there were two last year. Uh, you mentioned Seattle, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and also the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I don't think that either of those teams are going to have receivers in the top 10. Um, or yeah, two receivers in the top 10. Um, yeah, if if I had to pick any, I mean, I know that the biggest pass-happy team is is the Dallas Cowboys, and I think Cooper and Lamb are going to do great this season. I don't think they're going to both finish in the top 10. I wouldn't be surprised if neither of them do, uh, although we do have that side bet with uh, CeeDee Lamb and, and uh, Terry McLaurin. But I think I- I'm going to go sell. So I'll agree with you on this last one. But I think if anyone's going to do it, I think it's going to be Tampa Bay with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Evans finished as the wide receiver 11 last year, and Chris Godwin was pretty low on the list just because he he was out for like six games. So I think that if anyone's going to do it, I would put my money on Tampa, but I'm not confident in that bet, so I'm going to go sell. Yeah, man. uh, There we go. I am with you there. And next, we join into our summer comparisons here. Uh, Fourth Fourth of July. Oh, my gosh. I got summer comparisons on the brain. And for whatever reason, I'm struggling with that word comparisons today. So I will try to minimize how much I use that. I'll start with one I feel pretty darn strong about. Uh, Okay. You know, have you had the, um, it's like a little firework, the little poppers? Yeah, where you throw it at the ground. Yeah, you throw them at the ground, they explode. You know, you grew up with sisters, so you may not have done this to the extent I did. Uh, When you grew up with brothers, you just whip those suckers at each other. Yeah. And you have to throw it so hard for it to pop on somebody's Mm -hmm. skin. So, you know, I would say poppers, you know, you whip them, throw them, they pop. Every once in a while, you get a dud. So you're having fun. It's going great. Dud. And nothing brings you down more than a dud. Tyler Lockett is the poppers. <laughs> that is my comparison oh, here. I like this. It is fire, fire, fire. <laughs> it is so hit. It oh, is man. so miss. And mm-hmm. poppers are like that. You never know who dropped it, stepped on them before you actually threw the popper. So, man, Tyler Lockett, it is so fun when everything's working, but then you get a dud. As soon as you start to feel confident, you get a dud. That's Tyler so annoying. Lockett. So annoying, too. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with, let's go with a, a food. Food and drinks. Uh, lemonade. I think, it, I would say it's a staple of 4th of July. I wouldn't say it's like, like, you can only have it on 4th of July, but that's a big part of it, right? When you're having a barbecue, you got to have lemonade. I think it's a very underappreciated part of the meal. <laughs> Nothing speaks America more than lemonade, even though it wasn't invented in the United States. Doesn't matter. Uh, that is Robbie Anderson. Very underappreciated player, in my opinion. Robbie Anderson was top 10 among wide receivers in targets last year with 136. He was also top 10 in receptions. He was also a top 15 in receiving yards among wide receivers last season. I think a big reason is getting out of the New York Jets organization. He went to Carolina. Offensive coordinator, genius Joe Brady, 
kind of turned him into a different player than he used to be. When he played for New York, he was that deep ball guy. Now he's switched to more of a, a yak, the yard after catch type type of player. They know how to utilize him. He was so underrated last season, and he is so underrated this season. You can get him in like the like eighth or ninth round. You might be able to get him in the tenth. There are so many other receivers taking above him that I'm just shocked on. Like Robbie Anderson, I could see reuniting with Sam Darnold, who Anderson states is looking like a new man. I don't think it's it's uh, crazy to say that he's going to have another. 100 plus target season especially with Curtis Samuel gone Robbie Anderson should be a very solid flex option that you can get as your wide receiver like six or seven so Robbie Anderson underrated lemonade underrated (laughs) I like that that is a good one I am on board with the Robbie Anderson lemonade comparison I'm gonna say Kyler Murray and the reason I say Kyler Murray is there's different levels to him. You know, Mm. overall, I would say Kyler Murray is the bomb. You know, I think he has a legit chance to be the number one overall QB this season. Uh, You know what's great about him? He has, there's some dimensions to him. You know, he's an amazing runner. He is a fantastic thrower. You know, Lamar Jackson, for example, you know, he can run, but he can't throw. Kyler Murray's got it all. He's got the leadership. He's got the arm talent. He's, Total package. He is like bomb pops. Bomb pops, in my opinion, are the dopest popsicle out there. Wow. All three flavors are dope. <laughs> you got cherry, you got yep. lemon lime, and you got yep. blue raspberry. That is a good time on a stick. <laughs> Kyler Murray, you know, he's got Kyler those Murray, dimensions, man. Time. He's a great thrower, yeah. he's a great runner. It just keeps getting better. He is a bomb pop. He never yep. lets you down. He can get it done so many different ways. You can count on him to blow it up. That's awesome. For those of you who don't know bomb pops, the, the red, white, and blue popsicles, if you don't know them by their name. Oh, yep, sorry. Yeah, just, probably, just, probably just, nah, just want to be specific, you know, just in case. Uh, what did you say the white flavor was again? I thought it was lemon lime. or I yeah, didn't know. Lime. Yep. It is lime? I still yep. don't. I never knew that. So that is very interesting. Yeah, I just really never. Good. I mean, I love it, but I just didn't know that that was that flavor. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, All I. Right. You know, you may not know this. I actually have a pretty bad problem with bomb pops. Like I can't yeah. buy them anymore because I just eat them one after another, and all of a sudden, like <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like ten dump, ten bomb pops down. It's like, oh no, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I got a problem. I can't have this at home. You're having bomb pops and drinking chocolate milk in your short shorts. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that sounds like a good time, actually. <laughs> I know. And Keep somehow I'm not gosh. the one with diabetes. Yeah, I know, right? How did that happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. My next comparison. I got James Robinson. Oof. The forever love James Robinson is a sparkler. Fun time, right? <laughs> it's a good time. I mean, you light it; it makes a cool noise. You gotta wave it around, draw your name, know. right? And then it fizzles, and then it just it disappears, and now you're just left with a stick and darkness, and just darkness. <laughs> you're left with nothing. 
James Robinson finished last year's the RB7. He had over 1,000 rushing yards, 7 TDs as an undrafted rookie. Now he is a backup or an RB or a, a I guess a 1B at best. You're, picture this. You light your sparkler. You're having a good time. You're waving it around, right? Urban Meyer walks around, slaps it out of your hand, stomps on it, throws it in the lake. That's what he did to James Robinson. Oh, it just hurts. It just hurts James Robinson. So much potential. And I'm not saying his career is over, right? There could still be a, a little bit of spark left. But it really hinders his performance when the Jaguars draft a running back at the, what, 23rd overall, 22nd overall. That is, I mean, yeah. Travis Etienne is really talented. I Going into this draft, I think I liked Etienne over Najee Harris. I was Shut very up. torn between That's them. The thing I was I've ever heard. very torn. Nope. I still lean Najee. You can listen to the mock draft episodes. I still lean Najee a little bit, but Etienne, I think, is a very talented player. So that sucks for James Robinson. His light is fading, and that sounds really morbid. <laughs> but his, <laughs> it's just that's just how it is. It sucks. It's mean, and uh, yeah, I'm a little little upset about it. Can tell. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad I traded him away because uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with That's you there. Move. I'm glad I <laughs> traded him away too. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. Uh my next 4th of July comparison here. You know that that feeling you get so you're at a fireworks show mm-hmm. and you hear a huge firework get shot yeah. up and you're waiting for it to explode. The it's going to be good. Vroom. Yeah. You're waiting for the <laughs> cuz you don't know what kind of firework it's going to be. Okay. Is it going to be a lame one? Is it going to be a massive, cool one? Multicolored. That pause that you hear the firework go up, you're waiting to see, does it meet expectations? It should be awesome. It's a freaking firework, oh, but I you never really cool. know. Sometimes they let you down. Okay. okay. Jamar Chase, he oh. is my waiting for the firework. Okay. He was the first consensus number one ranked wide receiver in this draft the first mm-hmm. number one ranked consensus since calvin bleepin johnson megatron megatron man. himself yep. those yep. are some freaking huge shoes to fill even if he is 75 percent of calvin johnson i will be so happy he calvin johnson one of my all-time favorite fantasy football players i owned him in fantasy football (laughs) many, many times. Uh, Love him. So, man, if Jamar Chase can live up to those expectations, I will be a happy camper. Indeed, sometimes you get flops. Sometimes you get busts. Sometimes you get a little little stinker firework. I'm hoping he's the big big kahuna, the one at the very end of the fireworks show. Jamar Chase, he is that, that pause right before it goes off. I like that. I thought I thought you were going to say Cam Akers. Not going to lie to you. Oh, you were going to say Cam Akers for that. But Jamar Chase is a very good. Uh, yeah, really love him. I'm going to go with a uh, a staple, Fourth of July, that you maybe not think is is a staple, but it is. That's a red solo cup. That's a huge staple, Fourth of July. Go to a Fourth <laughs> of July get together or a party. And you will find a red solo cup. If there's not a red solo cup there, 
leave. It's not a good party. You need the red solo cup. That is George Kittle, tight end for the 49ers. The solo cups, man, like I said, they're a staple 4th of July, even though you don't think it is. It is a overlooked luxury that should be at every party. That's the key word, overlooked luxury. That is what people believe that, uh, th- that's tight ends. That's a top-tier tight end, George Kittle. That's an overlooked luxury. Having Kittle as your tight end is amazing. Or any top-tier, if you, w- if you want to put up Waller or Kelsey. But Kittle's a, a, a great example here. A team just isn't the same without an elite tight end. Just like how a party isn't really the same without a red solo cup. So just just think about that. This 4th of July, look for the red solo cups. They're everywhere. That's a good one. I can absolutely speak to the importance of those red solo cups. It's important. I'm going to get a little historical on my 4th of July comparison here. I love it. Um, For those history buffs, going Mm -hmm. into the Revolutionary War, the British Army was just unparalleled best military in the world, most powerful, most well-funded, most experienced. They were just absolutely a force to be reckoned with. After the Revolutionary War, (laughs) towards the end of it, they were battered. (laughs) They were disappointments. They were frustrated. They were on their way out. Odell Beckham Jr. (laughs) Hey! He was all world. He was the next huge thing. And we saw these great, great, amazing world scorching performances. And that feels like a lifetime ago. All we know is busted OBJ. All we know is OBJ the disappointment. Not Mm -hmm. to say he can't get back, but man, his rookie year, those early performances, the, the dead bleach blonde hair. That is that is in the past. That is my comparison. Odo Beckham Jr. is the British Army before and after <laughs> the oh, Revolutionary War. I love that. You know how I feel about Odell. Not a big, not a big fan. <laughs> and history. <laughs> That's in history. Yeah. My two uh, favorite things. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I hate even more, though? <laughs> the British. <laughs> not the British. <laughs> not the British. I want to put that out there. I don't hate the British. Except uh, Harry and Meghan, right? Uh, I mean... I guess Meghan's American. Say, Never mind. Some say they aren't British anymore. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what I hate more... Let's just change this podcast that. into a Harry and Meghan podcast. <laughs> They're having a kid. Is he going to be American or British? Anyway, yeah. uh, what I hate even more than everything you just said... <laughs> Can't even get through this red velvet food. Get that out of here. Fourth of July means everything is red, white, and blue, right? Got to be patriotic. Everybody makes red velvet cupcakes, red velvet cake. Yes, it's everywhere. If you get fancy, you know, you got those, (laughs) you got those moms or grandmas that go all out and bake, you know, they'll make red velvet fourth of July because just because it's red. Red velvet's a joke. Anybody who says red velvet is their favorite <laughs> flavor is stupid. Don't talk to them. All right? Because red velvet is just chocolate with food coloring. That's it. It's the same flavor. Try a piece of red velvet cake. Try a piece of chocolate cake. It's the same thing. You're not going to be able to tell the difference. All right? Stop trying to be cool. It's just chocolate. 
the red velvet food. This, you, this might hit home to you, and you're going to disagree, but that's Terry McLaurin. <gasps> Everybody says Terry oh, McLaurin, no. top 10 wide receiver. Everybody said, especially this year, oh, now he's got a quarterback. He's going to be a top 10 wide receiver. He's not. I'm sorry. Terry McLaurin is a top 15 wide receiver tops. He's just not as good as other receivers. You just got to accept the fact. You got to... Reality will set in, and you will finally accept the fact that Terry McLaurin is on the same level as Brandon Cooks. Just accept the fact, then you move on with your life. Brandon Cooks is a top 15 wide receiver. He's had great quarterbacks in the past, like Deshaun Watson last year. You put Deshaun Watson on the same team as Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, who finished position rank 21 last year, he'll move up a couple spots. He'll do better, but he's not top 10, all right? He's top 15. Stop saying he's a top 10 wide receiver. That's a joke. All right. Just like red velvet foods. Get that out of here. Yeah. You know, I, I hate that you're hating on scary Terry. Mm-hmm. However, I hate it too, but I, it's the hype. Yeah. I think you were right. I do not think he is a, um, a top 10. You should see the mock drafts, man. That oh my. is horrifying. It's, it's crazy. People are drafting him over like Allen Robinson. Oh, see, yeah, eh, that's that's a little rich for my blood. <laughs> yeah, they're drafting him over like AJ Brown, Mike Evans, like yeah, Keenan Allen, like really. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's sorry. madness. I'm sorry, it's just not gonna happen. I feel bad, Terry, but I don't. I don't feel bad about the red velvet thing. All right, I feel a little bit bad about Terry. Red velvet can just go away. <laughs> eat chocolate. Just go eat the chocolate. hell, red velvet. What's the, what's the point? It's just, it's just food. Oh. A big problem with red velvet. Speaking of big problems, Andrew, I'm going to give you my final comparison here. Okay. This is the one I am the most happy with. This is the one that brought the biggest smile to my face. Me too. I got one. I got one too. This comparison is this player is being compared to George Washington. Oh, now when you think of George Washington, he is a big man. He, when you're fighting, who do you want next to you? You want an absolute monster. George Washington, by historical, by like historical measures, was a giant of a human being. Mm-hmm. He was cool. He was a beast. He was tough. And here's the thing. You know what? As it got more difficult, as they pushed through, he just got stronger and stronger. You know, the more the war went on, the more the revolution yep. went on, the stronger and more dominant he became everybody wanted to be around george washington everybody wanted a piece of that pie derrick henry yeah he's like george washington yes good every single week the team is built around him who are you most afraid of if you're the british george freaking washington what player do you want to go up against the least derrick freaking henry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) he is He's just a beast. He's a monster. He's a leader of men. He is the man. I would say fantasy football MVP because he doesn't get he doesn't get hurt. It's insane. All these touches. He is so involved. And he just year in year out. He does it and he just gets better and better throughout the game. So, man, Derek Henry, you are my commander in chief. I love that. Leads by example. Almost 400 carries. 
George Washington, another leader by example. <laughs> they're basically the same person. They're, they, they're the, I mean, they're the exact same, right? Uh, that's a, that's an awesome comparison. I love that. <clears throat> now, for, let's say it's 4th of July, right? What's your favorite activity? What's your favorite thing to do on 4th of July? Just uh, paddle boating. Paddle boating. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so quick to answer that. <laughs> really, what what's what's your what's like a a thing that you do every year? A tradition. Is there any anything? Uh, you know, not really. I don't like the heat. So out? fourth of July, I usually hang inside and play oh, board games. Perfect. So I got the great thing for you because my favorite thing on fourth of July is to sit inside in the air conditioning and watch Coney Island's Nathan's hot dog eating contest takes place every July 4th. It's a competition to see who can eat the most hot dogs in 10 minutes. Are you an avid watcher of Nathan's hot dog eating contest? No. Let me give you a history. I don't want the best, the best hot dog eater of all time, undoubtedly, undisputedly, is the legend himself, Joey Chestnut. This man ate 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. He scarfs it down. He dips his hot dog. In, you got to eat the bun, too. He dips it in water, and he just goes to town. And you're like, what the heck is this? I don't know what it is, but I love it. It's awesome. Joey Chestnut is the king. All right. He is the king of the hot dog eating contest. That's Christian McCaffrey. He's the legend. <laughs> He's the man to beat every single year. And Chestnut almost always wins, just like McCaffrey. McCaffrey, that's the running back to beat, man. That's the guy who's going to score the most fantasy points every season. It's his role to lose. Now, I know that you're a big fan of this hot dog eating contest, and I know what you're saying. What about Matt Stoney, right? Matt Stoney's great. That's Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is Matt Stoney. He's another competitor. If you didn't know, he's always competing with Joey Chestnut, but he just can't get that W, right? He'll eat like 60 to 70 hot dogs. He just can't beat Joey Chestnut, no matter how hard he tries. That's Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott has had multiple second-place finishes, just like Matt Stoney. They just can't beat the king. And now they're out of the. Some say they're out of their prime. They're going in decline. Well, Joey Chestnut is still supreme. Is it surprising that I know so many hot dog eaters? Nakamura yeah. is another one. So there you go, you weirdo. So yeah, there's there's well, there's a third there. Nobody knows and, as much about wieners as you. Yeah, off the top of the dome. So wieners on the top Chestnut. of your dome. Yep. That's yep. Yep, there we go. Well, that's a good note to end this on. Uh, really, when it comes to wieners, Andrew's the expert. Oh, Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We hope we brought a smile to your face, uh, and we hope you have a fun and safe 4th of July. This episode is brought to you by Jason Pierre Paul's Firework Insurance. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I thought it was over. Oh, uh, that, was yeah, that was mean. Uh, everyone, stay it, safe out there. <laughs> keep a bucket of water close. Uh, if you can, leave us a review. A rating keeps going. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next time.